0: Good day, and welcome to the UFC's 217 conference call. Today's call is being recorded. At this time for opening remarks and introductions, I will turn the call over to Dave Lockett. Please go ahead, sir.
1: Thank you, and welcome everyone to today's UFC 217 Bisping versus St. Pierre conference call. Today we are joined by the two main event fighters competing in competing for the UFC middleweight title next Saturday, November 4th at Madison Square Garden. Joining us today are UFC middleweight champion Michael Bisping and former UFC welterweight champion George St. Pierre, who will make his return to the octagon for the first time in four years. Welcome, gentlemen. And um, now
2: let's turn things over to the call center to open up for questions.
0: Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad. If you are using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Once again, that is star one to ask a question. We'll pause briefly to allow everyone the opportunity. Our first question comes from Jeffrey Harris with 411 Mania MMA. Your line is open.
2: Uh, Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this. Uh, call, this is a historic fight car coming up, and I uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, first question is for George. Uh, does it bother you that throughout this media tour, uh, Michael Fitching has made numerous accusations about PEDs and USADA, considering uh, before you left the UFC, you were an outspoken proponent of bringing in uh, a more enhanced drug testing program, and it was a source of conflict between you and the UFC at the time?
3: No, it, it doesn't. I, I I don't even think he believes it himself. So it's no no problem. Is it
2: is that true, Michael? Do you, do you even truly believe these accusations you voiced recently during the media tour?
1: Well, it's all a game of he said she said, you know. So I'm hearing things from certain people who shall remain nameless, but I've heard a couple of things uh, from back in the day. Now we're not talking about recent things right now. I think it's going to be a level playing field. You know, you saw that I'm testing people. I'm assuming they're testing George. They've certainly been testing me. So he's going to be clean. But I think back in the day, there were some sneaky supplements going on, but that's only from third party sources. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, he's a clean athlete. He's a former welterweight champion. I'm the middleweight champion. We're both clean. I'm going to whoop his ass. That's about it.
2: Now, Michael, I was listening to your amazing podcast. Believe you me. And it Thank seems you, you, you have uh, the thought that the, the skeptic in you believes the UFC wants George to win here. Uh, do you really think that's the case? And uh, does that really bother you, considering you were the one campaigning for this fight, and this
1: is the fight you've been wanting for quite some time? Yeah, well, if you're a regular listener to the listener to the podcast, you'll know that you know it's not the most serious uh, <laughs> media outlet out there. We did first balls, and I was you know kind of saying that a little tongue in cheek, but listen, at the end of the day, if I'm the UFC, I'm going fight because George is a welterweight. He could probably go down, meet Connor in a catchweight, and that would be a massive fight. I could never fight Connor. Connor's about the size of my leg, so I could never fight him. But uh, business wise, I guess George could make more money because he could fight, retire on for welterweight, then he could fight Connor, maybe a lightweight, who knows. Uh, so that was that, but realistically, you know, I, the, the, the UFC have always been impartial, you know what I mean? So I, I don't think they really care. They just want a good fight. They want pay-per-views. They want, uh, you know, they want to put on a good show. And don't you worry, I'm ready. I've had the best camp of my life. And I'm going to take it to Zilliz. And
2: last question for Michael. George has voiced that he thinks you're terrified of his grappling and wrestling game. And it's really been a great <laughs> equalizer throughout his career. And uh, on your show, you also said you, you, you respect his wrestling game and you're not terrified of it uh, at all. So I'm just curious, how do you prepare for the
1: wrestling uh, of George St. Pierre? I mean, the, for George to use the word terrifying about himself is the most laughable thing I've ever heard. George is a very technical guy, but there's nothing terrifying about him in the slices. There's nothing remotely scary about him whatsoever. Now, do I respect his wrestling credentials? Of course I do. Uh, that's why I've brought in way better wrestlers. These guys are throwing me around like a bloody, you know, they were tossing me on my head left, right, and center. But uh, guess what? They're not tossing me on my head anymore. So uh, if George can get it done, God bless him. If George can beat me, raise, my, raise his hand and say, well done. I've got no injuries. I've had the best camp of my life. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm knocking out sparring partners every single sparring session. Now, of course, that sounds like tough talk, but it really is true. I'm knocking people out. I'm a knockout artist now with punches, kicks, you name it. People are dropping like flies, and George St. Pierre will be the next one to get dropped. Once Thank
4: again, you,
0: gentlemen. Once again, to ask a question, please press star 1 at this time. Our next question comes from Damon Martin.
4: With Flow Combat,
0: your line is open.
4: Hey, guys. uh, First question for the champ, Michael Bisping. (laughs) Uh, Mike, you know, you you mentioned, you know, you're not really thinking the UFC's playing favorites in this thing, but this is obviously a big moment for you. You you know, you wanted this fight, and this is a big moment for you, but it seems like a lot of the promotion has been centered around GSP. They created a website for him, you know, gspreturns.com, some of the posters, things like that. I mean, does any of that bother you, considering you are the incumbent champion, you are the guy, you know, defending his belt on this card? No, it doesn't
1: bother me in the slightest. See, here's the thing, Damon. They need to do a website, gsbreturns.com, because he's been hiding in the shadows trying to grow a pair to fucking step back into the octagon and fight. I've been out here taking on the best of the best, the best in the world, juiced up or not juiced up, the whole time. I've gone fucking nowhere. So they need to tell everyone. They need to tell all the Mounties up in Canada that George is back. They've got to tell all the bloody poutine eaters in Montreal that George is back. They've got to let the world know, me...
4: Same day, same place, catch me in the octagon. Uh, for you, Mike, you know, in the lead-up to the fight, you know, George has talked a lot about, you know, being aggressive, going for the finish. And it seemed like a lot of that style that he had before, you know, kind of changed after the loss to Matt Sarah, where he did kind of go to more of a wrestling-heavy style in his, uh, in his attacks uh, with his fights. Do you believe him when he says he's actually going to come out there and, you know, gun for the finish in this fight?
1: Now, I'll guarantee you, I see more aggression out of my wife when, when it's Christmas shopping than what we'll see out of George in Madison Square Garden. Um, he's going to fight the same way he always fights. Listen, he's saying he's reinvented the wheel and he's going to do something different. But here's the fact, and George knows this, when you're under pressure, you fight the way you fight, you go back to your comfort zone, you go back to the things you like to do, and he's going to look to take me down. And that's granted, that's within the skill set, that's within the rules, it is mixed martial arts, not a boxing contest. He's not kickboxing. So God bless him. Try it. Good luck. Uh, and, I, and I'll be ready. You know, but he, he fights the way he fights. And the, most of the people that he's beaten are all lightweights or featherweights. All right, there's a couple of solid welterweights on there, like Carlos Condit and people like that. But he hasn't fought anyone with my size, anyone with my well roundedness. Like Jake Shields, straight up grappler. Uh, some people just Carlos Condit, straight up striker. Uh, Nick Diaz, you know, know, he's got no wrestling whatsoever, so he couldn't stop the takedowns. I can stop the takedowns. To say I'm terrified is laughable. It's hilarious. I didn't know George was such a comedian. Um, So, yeah, we're going to see George wrestle. We all know it.
4: And, and in the lead-up to the fight, Mike, I mean, you're no stranger to, uh, to a little bit of trash talk. You know, you, you, you like to get in under your opponent's skin, so to speak. You've had those moments with we George. Mean? We saw <laughs> we saw that after the press conference. You know, you kind of had a little bit of a backstage altercation. But you, you're good at reading people. Do you, do you truly believe that you've just gotten under his skin? That, that may play a factor in this fight.
1: I've definitely got under his skin. Listen, here's the fact of the matter, right? I like George. George is a great guy. George is a fantastic ambassador for mixed martial arts. I've got nothing negative to say about him other than the fact we're going to fight, right? So he's going to try and knock me out or choke me out or whatever it may be in front of the world. So right now, he's my enemy, all right? Once this is done, I, I like George, I respect him, but all's fair with love and war. So, you know, he's going to try and beat me up. So fuck it, I- I'm starting on him now. I'm starting the verbal onslaught. I'm starting the attack. Uh, you know, as I said, when it's all done, Uh, It's over, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting at him 100%, I can tell. See, when George gets pissed off, he sticks his tongue into his lip, into his cheek, and you can see it, and that's what I said, but I I didn't touch him. I pointed, I said, there's the tongue, and when I did that, he flicked me in the face. So that's why after, I was like, keep your fucking hands to yourself, pal, you know, but uh, it's all good, the fight's almost upon us.
4: Awesome. And a question for George, you know, so few fighters in this sport actually walk away on top and actually leave off a win or off a, you know, with the championship and things like that. And you did that. You left as the, you know, nine time defending welterweight champion. Do you feel like you have something to prove, you know, coming back? Was that any part of it, you know, after four years away that that you had something to prove with a fight like this?
3: Um, I don't, uh, Really have something to prove. And I do it because I, I want to live my life to the fullest. Why would I do not? Why would I would not want to come back fighting Michael Bisping for the title in the Medicine Square Garden, this mythical place? I would be fooled to not take this opportunity. You know, a lot of people will want to be in my shoes and they are not, and I have a, an opportunity. Something I'm gonna do that I'm gonna have a memory in that I'm gonna cherish, cherish for the, for the rest of my life. So, Uh, You know, just think about it. I think I'm 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 very privileged to to be in this position, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I do it to live my life. That's why I do it, and I'm gonna make it serious.
4: And George, you know, when you were in the UFC before, when everyone always used to ask you about the Anderson Silva fight, you always made it a point to say if you ever went up to middleweight, it was going to have to be a real dramatic change for you because adding on that extra muscle and extra weight would, you know, probably prevent you from fighting at welterweight for quite some time. Uh, how, how has the, you know, the weight gain been for you? And did it kind of go the way you expected? Like, do you believe now you are a true middleweight, and going back to welterweight would probably be a tough thing for you? All right.
3: I could go back and walk but the thing is uh, it took me a long time to prepare myself to 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 get this fight at one uh eighty five took me a few months to 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 add muscle mass on me because uh, even for welterweight, I was a small welterweight, you know I'm, I'm not as the new guys now they're very big, so um I did it it took me a few months took a lot of discipline and i and I made it and I'm very happy so uh, the, the weight difference will be there, but it won't be that much that is going to make an issue.
4: Awesome. Thanks, George. Thank you. We
0: will take our next question from Harry Kettle with Click On MMA. Your line is open.
5: Hi, guys. My first question is for George. George, when you dreamt about your actual return to the Octagon, did you have a specific location and time in mind? And does the fact that it's in New York City, Madison Square Garden, add an extra sense of pressure?
3: Well it's always the same uh, it's always the same the same rules the same cage wherever you are in the world but for sure New York it's like a, a mythical place you know uh the sport has been uh, legalized in New York uh, not a long time ago so for me I always want to fight in New York for me it's like uh, my house because I go there every month for training so I feel like I'm home a little bit and uh, so fighting at home it's always special and uh it's a, great, it's a great moment for me.
5: So in the build-up to fight week as we get closer and closer, have you noticed anything different about your preparations compared to your first run with the UFC?
3: Oh yeah, i did a lot of different things. Uh, I took away a lot of the stuff that was sort of useless that I used to do before. Uh, I've been doing, I've been training really hard, but I, don't, I didn't do as much volume. Um, I stayed fresh. Injury-free, and I'm very happy, which gonna make me a lot more dangerous, and I'm not burned out in my. Head. I'm, I'm very happy. I live the the present moment, and I'm happy to to live that moment. Yeah, I, I don't do it because I I don't do it because I have to. I do it because I want
5: to. And uh, my next questions is for Michael Bisping. Michael, do you believe that a win over GSP will get you in the conversation for being one of the greatest of all time? Or do you think people will continue to not give you the respect you deserve?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it should. It definitely should because, uh, you know, for all my talk, George is a, a, an incredible opponent. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's not what I'm concerned about for this fight. Obviously, I want to defend the belt. I want to remain the champion. I want to represent my country. And I want to perform for everyone that tunes in and watches. Um, if, if I get more respect afterwards, that's all well and good. That's fine. Uh, what we should do though, is ask George about, uh, his long-term mentor, Christophe Madou, did a a, 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 a podcast recently. It was taught, it was in French, so maybe you guys didn't pick it up, but he said that he had to leave the camp, George, because he was sparring so bad and he was slow and he didn't like the way George was performing. Um, what do he say to that, George? What's your response, man? It's on out November
3: 4th. You'll see how
1: I... Oh, come on. Your own mentor is talking shit about him, saying he's performing like crap. It's boring and he's really slow. And we've all seen uh, in the promos, George, you do look slow, man. You look slow. So maybe, maybe get jumping rope or skipping or something. These are footwork drills.
5: Uh, one last question, Mike. Uh, you mentioned representing your country. When you look at the state of British MMA as you kind of move into the latter stages of your career, would you say one of your biggest accomplishments is being the torchbearer for the UK and the UFC for the last decade?
1: Yeah, I guess without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I, I don't really try and think about those things too much. You know, I, I don't try and think of what I've accomplished and whatnot. But if I sit back and think about it, yeah, I mean, I've always been proud to represent England. Of course, being the first world champion from Britain you know that's something I'm very proud of uh, the UK MMA scene is booming we have tremendous fighting talent uh, you know and you know we, we we have a solid presence now of course on, on the more localised UFC shows we see great talent on display all the time and it's just going to get better and better I mean England has a steep history in uh, combat sports of course with the heavyweight boxing scene the British heavyweight boxing scene is the best it's ever been right now it's absolutely thriving and um uh, You know, similar with uh, MMA, I'm just proud to be a part of it and, uh, you know, representing the country.
0: Thanks, guys. Best of luck next week. Thank you. Once again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 at this time. We will take our next question from Chris Clark with MMA.records.com. Your line is open.
6: Hi. Good evening, gentlemen. The first question here is going to be from Michael Bisping. Uh, I'm just wondering, did you listen to the conference call yesterday? I believe Cody Garbrandt said that him versus TJ Dillashaw is the real main event. I'm just uh, curious to get your response on that.
1: Yeah, listen, I've never paid to watch somebody that's the size of my leg in my life. And, you know, Cody needs to spend less time plucking his eyebrows and uh, more time living in the real world because it ain't the main event. Simple as that. So you can... Fucking dress it up however he wants, Cody. I love Cody. Cody's awesome. He's an amazing fighter, but I'm talking shit about me, pal.
6: And also, um, in regards to this being such a big event, I mean, obviously, last year with uh, Conor McGregor and the two belts and things of that nature, are you feeling any additional pressure to sell this event?
1: Well, I mean... I always feel that pressure. Anytime I'm a t- my, my name is attached to an event such as a fight, you want it to be successful. You know, you want uh, the arenas, the pay-per-view sales, the TV, views, everything to be successful. Otherwise, you know, I, I guess you're failing in your career. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, the UFC are the promoters. They've done a great job in promoting this fight. I've been really busy. I've done a ton of press. Uh, but I've done a good job of managing everything. I mean, even now, I'm on a press tour in L.A. Last night, I was at a Dodgers game. Last week, I was in Toronto, in Montreal, week before Vegas, prize that we were in New York. Obviously, next week is fire week, so there's been a lot of promotion, uh, and we're doing everything we can. You know, I mean, if uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's New York City. I'm sure it's going to be a sellout come fight night. I'm sure pay-per-views are going to be good. My main job, though, is to win this fight. That's what matters. You know, when it's all said and done, winning the fight, going down in the history books as the winner is all I care about. You know, I, 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 I say a lot of things. I goof around. I talk a lot of shit. I be a bit silly here and there. But one thing I'm very, very deadly serious about when it comes to is my fighting. I am serious about this. I'm not fucking around there. I don't fuck around in the gym. When I'm in the gym, I'm all business. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah. You know, hopefully it does well. Hopefully we set records. As long as I win, none, nothing else matters.
6: And then last last question for you, Michael. So is the is the plan still to fight one more time in England before you retire? I, I believe you you stated that uh, a few months ago. Is that is that still the plan?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, there's, I, I mean, I said a comment once, and it's kind of taken on a life of its own. I mean, you can't do this forever, and uh, as George knows, you know, I mean, George should have stayed retired, he would have been forever being a legend, but he didn't, he fucked it up. He's come out of retirement, and he's fallen into the trap that everyone falls into, he thinks he can beat me. He looks at me on TV and goes, oh yeah, he, he's an easy fight, I'll come out of retirement, I'll beat this thing, I'll be the middleweight champion, and be a legend. You know, and he's falling into that trap that people fall for. But I did say in the build-up that this could be my last fight. Now, my wife and some people close to me, you know, I've done this forever. I've been a fighter ever since I was a kid. I've been involved with martial arts and professional combat sports my entire life. And I'm almost 40 now. So you can't do it forever. You know, and I am the champ, of so I've, I've accomplished what I want to accomplish. That said, though, I've enjoyed this training camp. I've enjoyed the process. I've enjoyed being a little bit out of shape, but now going to the peak of physical fitness. You know, it's a great process. It feels good knocking people out. It's boring. I live for this shit. So, yeah, there'll definitely be at least one more fight. And who knows? Maybe more after that. I don't know, though. I don't know. you got to know when to walk away. Right, George? You've got to know when to walk away. And you should have stayed away. You
6: should have stayed away. All right, great. Thanks, Michael. The next, next question is going to be for George. George, I'm just wondering, how, how is this going to rate in your list of accomplishments if you're able to win this fight and win the middleweight title? Obviously, you've been gone for four years, uh, kind of similar to Dominic Cruz, when he came back and won the title after all those years. How is this going to rate in your list of accomplishments since you've been in the UFC?
3: It, it will be the the most uh, the, the best accomplishment of my life for sure. Um, I mean, nothing will come uh, will come first uh, over this. You know, that's the that's the best ever. You know, after after four years coming back like this, and uh, I think will be the the number one
6: number one uh, on my list, a hundred percent, without a doubt. Cool. And then, last question. Uh, obviously, George, you've you've moved up here to 185. You're getting bigger. Uh, is, is it still a plan to move down to 155? I mean, your your coach suggested that you could move to 155, and you could definitely make that weight. Uh, could you still make that weight and possibly fight Conor McGregor, for example? <laughs> uh,
3: look, I, it took me a few months to go up. Uh, I think I'm going to stay a little bit uh, at this weight for for. For a little bit, you know, I don't like it. I prefer prioritize my health over my, over the, the 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 performance. And for me, it's important, you know, I stay healthy. I have a, also a term after career, you know, it's not good to lose weight and put weight. It's, it's very bad. A lot of fighters do it, but I never been a fan of it. And uh, I don't know. I take one fight at a time. This my cold spring is a problem now, and I'm gonna solve it.
6: All right, cool. Thank you, guys.
0: We will take our next question from Spencer Kite with USC.com. Your line is open. George,
1: before your last
2: few fights and, and during your time away, you talked a lot about um, your thoughts racing and, and your obsession with the sport and not necessarily enjoying the process. I'm wondering if, if that has changed heading into this fight. Are you back enjoying the training and in back, back preparing, enjoying preparing for a fight like this?
3: Yeah, it's, it's a lot more fun. Um, the difference is, you know, of course it's stressful. It, it's hard. It's hard on the nerve. But when I close my eyes and I give myself the choice, would I want to do to be there or not? Yes, I want to. So I, I don't do it because I have so I do it because I really want to. And uh, I never been forced on, uh, to do anything I don't want to in life, but I felt like I, I had that pressure from outside and I was stuck into a, into a pattern. Now I now I'm I'm doing it and I'm I'm happier than ever.
2: And I know one of the other things you've talked about in coming back is that you weren't happy with how things ended. You weren't happy with how you walked away, and you wanted a different ending. You've also talked about retiring again if if this fight doesn't go your way. If that's how this plays out, will you be okay with that? Will Will this be an acceptable ending because you've come back on your terms regardless of? Of
3: the outcome. Well, well, it always depends how. You know, it always depends how. Uh, I can't say right now for nothing for sure. It, it depends how. You know, like how it happens. Sometimes you win a fight and you, you could lose. Sometimes you lose, but you should have won. You know, it depends how it, how, it, how it happens, you know, and, and how I will feel. It depend on a lot of stuff, you know. But uh, I don't see myself going away. Uh, for a long time, so it's going to be a good night. Okay. Thank you both.
0: Once again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 at this time. We will take our next question from Eric Anderson with footandfist.com. Your line is open.
7: All right. Uh, my first question is for uh, this thing. Uh, Freddy Roach has suggested that GSP has been starting slow in the first round. Do you agree with that as a general? And uh, are you looking to put it on GSP early?
1: I mean, honestly, I haven't watched that much tape of George. And and whether he starts fast, starts slow, it doesn't matter. I'm going to fight the way I fight. And, you know, I I finish a lot of my fights, and I'm going to look to finish this one. And, you know... You don't get any prize, you know, any extra money for overtime. So the, as quick as I can get him out of there, the better, you know. So yeah, as soon as that referee says fight, Big John, Mark Goddard, Herb Dean, whoever it is, when he says fight, I'm going at the son of a bitch, believe you me.
7: Now there was a report of an altercation at a 24-hour fitness and a suit being put against you. Is this accurate? There we go. If so, is it going to distract you from focusing on the fight?
1: No, it is completely inaccurate or unaccurate. It is not factual. Uh, yeah, it, you know, so, I mean, of course, he's filed papers. I haven't actually received any notification. I haven't been served or anything, but I've heard about this. But, uh, yeah, no distraction here, mate. Honestly, it's uh, I'm uh, not losing any sleep over it whatsoever. All
7: right, this question is for GSP. Uh, this being suggested that you're... Game plan is predicated on working your takedowns. If you're unable to take this thing down early, do you feel you can win a kickboxing match with him?
3: I'm gonna win a kickboxing match with him and I'm gonna put him down when I want to put him down whenever I wanna put him down. And it's gonna happen we can say it. There we go.
1: There's the talk. There's it. There it is, George. Yes. George, I hear you're oh. super slow, man. You, hey, remember, I live in Orange County. You came down to Orange County and did some karate training recently and got your ass served, and everyone talks about how <laughs> slow you were, right? That sound I familiar? Will too. <laughs> yeah, you, you were slow, buddy. I got my little spies, George. I yeah. got my little spies. You ain't shit, pal. When you can't take me down, you're fucked. So, yeah.
7: my question. That? Uh, George, you definitely have gained some mass. Um, do you feel that is going to hurt your cardio, and do you feel that it's going to make you slower?
3: And actually, I feel I feel more powerful than
7: ever at this mass. I feel I have more
3: muscle and I'm leaner. And I'm, I eat way more healthy than, than before, and it makes a big difference, you know. Uh, I never eat like this before. I never had a program. I was always eating whatever, whatever I want. And it, it changed my body a little bit, and it makes me feel better inside. It makes you feel better. It make you, feel better. So you recuperate better, and and, and you sleep better. And it's, it's it's all good. It's all positive. I can't, I can't wait to show to show him. Yeah. Can't wait to, to, I can't wait to to. Yeah, but you've got all
1: takes extra oxygen, George. You know, you're gonna be blowing out your ass at the end of the third round. Thinking, "Fuck, I wish I was 20 pounds lighter." All those extra calories you took off the that extra that fat little head you got. That little rock fat.
3: Is it a problem with Michael Bisping?
1: Yeah, the you know, his problem problem. Michael, Michael Bisping is,
3: in every interview he does, every interview he does, he, he's begging me to, to stand and bang with him. That because that's okay. the only way, the only way he can win. <laughs> see, like, and even bang. there, it's not, that it's, not that he's gonna, it's not guarantees. It's not guarantees I'm gonna win. You're so he's begging me because he's terrified that he I put him do. down and I punch him in the face. Uh, what, what i want to do? I break Christ. him
1: down. Oh wow! Thank you so much. There are no additional
0: questions. I'll turn the call back to Dave Lockett for closing remarks.
1: Jonas, take it down. He's going
0: to I'd like to thank everybody for uh, participating
1: in today's call. Both fighters, Michael Bisping and George St. Pierre, thank you both for
2: participating today. We are looking forward to an exciting week next week in New York and hope
7: to see everybody there. Thanks again.
0: That concludes today's conference. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect.